Welcome to House TV. This is your host, Cassandra House, with Chats with Cass, the podcast, where we talk about mindset and heartset on all things belief, leadership, and life. I truly believe that anything is possible if you believe. And so I'm so excited that you're here because I want to be your human-sized permission slip to believe in yourself. Anything is possible together because if I can, you can. Well, today I wanted to talk to you about priming yourself for success, okay? So we all have things that we want to go for and we we have two choices. We either stay where we are or we move forward to where we want to be. Now, staying where we are will always feel comfortable. It will feel safe. It'll feel normal. It'll feel like we know what we need to do. Now, going to the next level requires feelings that we might not be used to, okay? So that might be feelings of fear, anxiety, worry, nervousness, and things like that. Now, I want to talk to you about making them normal, okay? So whenever I feel like I've got to do a really important call or a really powerful delivery of something or get a business deal or something like that, it never feels normal, okay? The things that we really want, the next level, the going district manager, the district manager achiever award, the joining your album business, um, starting your coaching business, starting a podcast, releasing your course, all the things that I know all of you are doing. Maybe you're starting Coach the Coach with me this Thursday. So for those of you that are starting Coach the Coach, Coach, it starts this Thursday, the 28th, um, and it's going to be really, really, really powerful to help you create a five-figure coaching, five to six-figure coaching business. Um, And for those of you who've been waiting on that and that pre-enrolled, it's this Thursday. So that's really exciting that that's coming and that will help you create a business for yourself. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be run by myself and some other key leaders in that field. Now, doing those things and going out on the skinny branch requires strength, tenacity, vision, belief, and all of those things. But I truly think, if anything, it requires a vision, okay? The vision is really key. Yes, if you want to become a coach or you know anyone that wants to become a coach, it's going to be the place to be. 12 weeks, start a five-figure coaching business in 90 days. That's what we're going to help you do. And also make money along the way. So you're going to have the opportunity to have clients come in and make money as you go. So that's really cool. I think it starts with vision. So much of the time we sit where we are at and we're stagnant or not moving forward because our vision is close and our vision is what we've got here. To go to the next level of anything, we have to re-cement and recrystallize our vision. So when we're on a bicycle, think of being on a bicycle. If you're just on the bicycle and the bicycle isn't moving, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's difficult to stay up. You can't even stay up for a split second, can you? Because there's nowhere that that bicycle's going. But as soon as you start to get it into momentum, and it might be a bit wobbly for the first moment, and then once you get faster and faster, you, you it gets straighter and straighter. The first wiggly moments as you go, that's like that, like getting into momentum. And the same is real in business and success and being an empowered woman. woman. And it's that, your vision really needs to compel you forward and your vision needs to be bigger than the actions that you're taking today. And when your vision is bigger, you will do things that you wouldn't have normally done in order to move forward to it. And you'll be willing to push through feelings that you don't like 
in order to get those things. So your vision is here. It's really important to hold that vision and know what you want, but then your belief needs to back it up. Okay, so when I think of what we're creating, what we want to create, so think for yourself, what do you want to create next? What is the next big thing that you want to create, that you want to achieve, that you want to do, that you want to put on the tick box list of 2022? I want you to create a vision around that. What would it feel like to completely have that done? What would it feel like to completely know what that feels like to have that success? What would life look like? What would you dress like? What would you speak like? Who would be around you? What opportunities would you get? I want you to hold that vision and it might be big and crystal and beautiful and scary and that's fine because it's our belief that needs to back that up. Now your belief is things like your affirmations. It's that I have unconditional faith and trust that everything is working out for me in my favor and for the goodness of all because the universe has my back. It's that. It's um, it's the choice of everything's happening for me, not to me. Everything is on the way, not in the way. Whatever I put my mind to, I will achieve. And whatever I expect, I get. So I want you to get used to holding a really big vision that you hold for yourself, that really big scary vision And making it clear and focusing it in and starting to move towards it now. Because I want you to start moving towards it now so we start to get results. We start to get things in our life happening that we want that's going to be achieved by the end of this year so that you feel a sense of accomplishment. Because when an empowered woman feels a sense of accomplishment, you're going to fall in love with doing more things that are going to get you more of that. Okay, so like the bicycle, once you start your bicycle moving forward, you love it, you feel free, you're on a mission, but you're going somewhere. Okay, so think about the daily things then that you could do today that would move you forward. So the vision is cemented, the belief backs it up. Because what you see in your mind's eye, you can hold in your hand if you believe and get to work. Okay, so what you see in your mind's eye, you can hold in your hand if you believe and get to work. So you hold the vision, the believing is backed up with your affirmations, with your mindsets, with your knowing, and then you want to get into activity today. Who are the people you could reach out to? What are the connections you could make? What are the scary phone calls, the scary emails, the scary text messages that you could make that get you closer to the work? And when you get closer to the work and you get closer to those things, you're going to see those results coming in. When you get closer to your vision, your belief is going to have to back you up because when you really want something and you get into work, the thing that marries it, the bridge, is the believing. Because really the vision is here and the work is here. It's like a bridge. Your believing is a bridge and it, it cements it closer together. So what are the things daily that you could do that are really going to get you into action And then what could you have as a mindset to keep you in the vibration of achievement? Okay, so what are the things you could do today? So today I've had two calls that were really scary. They were sharing and pitching a big vision to a group of people that I didn't know. So I was nervous about that this morning, but then I thought, you know what, if everything's always working out for me, I trust the process, what I expect I get, I expect for this to work and to be successful and to be great. Like I put those things into motion, okay? And then I literally think, right, what else can I create with action, okay? So 
What are the things today that you can do that move your business forward? So I know the outcome of what I want. I know the believing works and I know the strategies of that. And look, let's face it, the number one thing that you can do for believing is this. Belief is based off what you speak, what you see in images and how that makes you feel. So if you speak it into existence, you see it around you and you feel good, you're going to get it. So I want you to realize that everything is on the other side of your taking action towards what you want. And you're a powerful creator and you really have the ability to move towards whatever you want. I don't want any one of us to be not where we want to be by the end of this year because you're all powerful and you can achieve anything you want. But there's a process to it. And a lot of people sit and they get overwhelmed and they write notes and they make plans and they talk about it and all that, but they actually never achieve it. Only 1% of people really achieve it because I really only think 1% of the world really know how to believe. Okay, so if your vision's crystal clear and your belief is rock solid, then you're getting into work, like working towards it, the nitty-gritty work, it will always come together. Okay, so I want us to think about this specifically for ourselves. What is something really big that you want to achieve this year And what does it look like? You can just do this yourself. Like what is something you really want? Or something you really want? It might be going to another level in your company. It might be a relationship. It might be a house. It might be a qualification achieved. It might be a business venture open. It might be becoming a coach. It might be whatever it is. What is it that you really, really, really would like? Now you can close your eyes for a moment and just in stillness, pretend you've got a pair of binoculars right in front of your eyes. I want you to bring that vision into view. If it was a screenshot of you, like you're watching a movie in front of you, what would that look like? And can you focus that clearly so you can see what that end goal would be? Now turn your binocular lens into a camera and take a screenshot of that in your mind's eye. Now when you look at that, you're going to have feelings of positivity and you're going to have feelings that are in the way. Okay, now open your eyes and on, the, on a piece of paper or in your notes on your phone right now, I want you to write the feelings that come up when you see that picture. Now the reason I like a picture mentality is when you get stuck in your vision and you just say picture, bring up the picture. I want you to be able to bring that picture right up and it's it gets you straight into your vision because sometimes people struggle with visualization because they have to like create it. Imagine it looking as like a picture in front of you on a screen. Now, what are the positive feelings that come up and what are some negative ones that come up? Okay, I want you to write this down. Unless you look at it and you just feel absolutely fine. But then I would say maybe it's not big enough. <laughs> Because if we felt no feelings, we'd be like, it's, it's easy, it's here today. So what are some positive feelings that come up? And what are some negative ones that come up? And not negative, just in the way. And does anyone want to share? Maybe we'll just go around the circle. Um, let's just do two positive ones and two negative ones. And we'll just start with you, Kimberly. What comes up for you? You can all unmute yourself and we'll just go around. I just want to see where what we have in common. Yeah, so I was um, excited and grateful mm-hmm. to see my mum sitting on the beach in Maui. 
Um, but then I was also filled with self-doubt and anxious that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Tanya. Um, I'm happy and proud and feel incredible that I have helped so many people along the way. Negative. Um, anxious and also scared. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, Veronica. Um, accomplished and proud. Mm-hmm. And negative feelings were just uncertain and anxious. Okay, Aga. For me, um, it was the stage training and I felt empowered and full of energy and inspiration, but we'll stop there. What's holding me back is the security that I need this entrepreneurship means lack of security, letting go. So security that I have is holding me back. And also, is it just a dream? No, that makes sense. I lately feel like my vision is so big and most people think it's just a dream. Sure. Perfect. Okay, good. Rebecca? Um, yeah, all of my ones have actually been said, so I felt um, confident and empowered. If they're the same, say them again, because you'll find yeah. the whole method to this is you'll see a message, okay? So just yeah. be truthful and say that's fine. Yeah, so, yeah, I had confident and empowered, um, and my uh, ones that get in the way, I guess, was, like, uncertainty and self-doubt. Love it. So good. Katie? Mine were confidence and full of energy. Mm-hmm. And the negative was I'm not ready yet and it's not possible. Mine are proud, powerful and fun if I achieve the things on my list. And the only thing in my mind was, is it possible in the time frame? And that goes to my, con- like, the how. I get too fixed about how. Mm-hmm. Cool. Perfect. I love it. Nikki. I would say confident um, and excited, uh, but also on a negative side, it's like anxious and doubting if I can possibly achieve it. Evie. Hey, all. How you doing? So for mine, it was accomplished and confident. And on the negative, it would be, am I really ready for this? And a little bit of doubt okay sweet i'm super proud of you all for being so open and honest the first thing you can gain from this is that we all feel the same so how do you feel now knowing that everyone on planet earth also feels like you and then how do you feel with that everyone that you think you might need to become successful with also feels this about you. So they're scared of you as well as they're scared of their goals. And we're scared of people and what they can do with our life. And we're also a little bit scared of our goals and that's all fine. But the thing that you need to know here is that they're all just a feeling. And a feeling, we get like hundreds of thousands of feelings a day. But somehow you've attached this goal with these feelings. And as much as you have a positive one on one side and you have the negative on the other, they're actually the same. You've just called them different things. 
So if I said, Kimberly, you're going to, oh, who said speaking? Aga. Okay, Kimberly, you're going to speak at GTC in my spot. You would feel, tell me if I'm wrong, really excited and super nervous and anxious at the same time, right? But guess what? The feeling's actually the same. It's the same vibration. Because everyone go like this. Get really excited for a minute. Get really excited. Get really excited. Get really excited. Like, do it with me. Do it with me. Be like, oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. Pretend that you're all coming to Vegas to meet me. Be like, oh, oh I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Now be like, I'm so excited. Now be like, oh, my goodness, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And I'm anxious. And I'm so nervous. Like, it's actually the same. <laughs> yeah. So we actually have coded ourselves with the anxiety the fear, the scared as bad things, but they're actually the same as the good things. The wondering if it's going to happen or not. It's like when you're on a treasure hunt, you're wondering whether the gifts are there, but you're sort of excited too. The fact that you're wondering whether it's going to work or not is because you're excited that it might work. The fact that you're anxious about it and you're nervous about it is because it means something important to you. So these feelings are good feelings. So I want you to turn it around and be like, I'm confident and grateful that I'm feeling nervous and anxious because it means that it's real. It's coming to me. And I'm excited about that. Because all of these things, scared, worried, fear, all of that is actually the reverse. It's actually on the same vibrational field as excited. It's just a decision in our mind. And being ready, the one that stood out a little bit different, being ready and having enough time, ready and time are a decision. They're not a feeling. So don't link those things as feelings because they're not feelings. They're actually decisions. So, M, if you had all the time in the world, you'd take all the time in the world to do it. But if you had a deadline that was actually real, you would get it done. Just like you've gotten everything else done in your life on a deadline that you had to, right? So you've got to link what you've already achieved with what you want to achieve. And then being ready, being ready is a bit of an illusion because we're always growing. So if we're always growing, we're never really going to be ready because we're always becoming better. So what I was ready for a year ago it's past and I'm not ready for the next thing, but by the time it comes, I would have grown into it. So give yourself the permission of time to grow, but you don't need to be, you don't need to feel not ready. You want to feel excited that you're getting ready. So I want you to change how you talk to yourself and change how you filtrate this in your mind. And when you think, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. like this morning, I was very nervous about my meeting, but then I like, I stood at the doorway and I was like, well, actually, if I didn't have this on, I'd be bored today. Like, this is exciting. And I changed the relationship I have to it. So we all have something that we're dealing with, whether it's a person, a project, anything. Change your relationship to it. And instead of resisting it with worry, fear, and anxiety, I want you to send love to it. So think of your vision so close your eyes. I want you to bring back up that picture. 
And no matter what is the feeling right now, I want you to send pure love, like you're just pouring pink love hearts towards the picture. You're sending love towards the picture. And if you feel anything come up in your body, any tweak, any feeling, any scarcity, any worry, any anxiety, I want you to send pure pink love hearts to that area of your body. I want you to just be this abundant pink love heart making machine that sends pink love to all of your vision. I just want you to do that. Just think about send love and think, oh, there's that little bit there over there, that thing I love. Oh, that feels that feels like, oh, and actually I'm I'm not that nervous. I'm excited. I'm going to send love to that part. Send love to that part of me. Send love to that part of the vision. I want you to send just pure love, like there's pure love heart, pink love hearts just flying out your eyes, hitting your vision face on. It's like sending pure love, love for you, love for the opportunity, love that you've even had this chance, love that you've even had this thought, love that you've even got a vision that so big people think is a dream. Love that people don't even get your vision yet and that's fine. Love that you might not be ready, but you're going to become ready by then. And if you're not ready for then, it's because something bigger is coming. Love that you're going to have it done in time. Love that whatever you create is perfect because your motto is everything's working out for me and it's all perfect. I want you to send pure love to that vision and get excited that because you can see it in your eyes, you can hold it in your hands because you are the creator and that every feeling that you feel is actually a version of excitement. And just send love to the picture and love to yourself and love to the vision. And bask in the love. Think, oh, I just love this. I love that picture. I love that that's going to happen. I love the feeling. And, you know, when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. So when you're working towards your vision, work actually becomes easy and fun because everything you do is going to take you closer to this relationship with your vision that is of pure love for it. And when you cement this into your subconscious, into your nervous system that you've change your relationship to your vision with one of pure love you will magnetize things that are aligned with this picture and I want you to think of 10 keywords that you would choose to explain this vision to someone what are 10 words is it that it's exciting fun it's exhilarating it's family orientated it's bucket list. What are the 10 things that represent this? Is it that it's empowering, that's, that it makes you passionate? What are the things that this vision really represents? And you can step into the picture now. You can step into the picture so you're actually within it. And as you're experiencing it as real life, what are the words that you'd explain this like? What would you use to explain this experience, explain this vision to other people? And as you realise what those words are that you explain it, I want you to just go straight to your notes and write down those 10 things that would explain your vision. So write them down 
your 10 code words of your vision. And I want you to code these as your words that explain your vision because when someone or you feel about this vision and you're working towards it and you're doing the work towards it, I want you to let these feelings come up. I want you to let these feelings be how you describe the feelings of how you feel when you think about it. Because what holds most people back were the things that you said on the, the right-hand side, the things that are in the chat. Now, I want you to have a look at your name next to the list, right? Now, like Rebecca, would you be willing to never get to that goal because you felt uncertainty or some self-doubt? Because where else have you felt uncertainty and self-doubt in your life before and you've got something amazing from it, you know? Aga, the fear of security. There's no security in a job. So why would there be fear of security as an entrepreneur? What other things have you done in life? You've got married, you've had children. They're all uncertain, but they created greatness, right? So a little bit of self-doubt. Where else have you felt self-doubt, but you did it anyway and got there? Would you be willing to let go of the vision and never get there and actually look back and say, well, I never did it because of some uncertainty and some self-doubt. None of you said that you can't get there because it's illegal, you're going to die from it, that you're going to lose your family from it or bankrupt yourself. None of you said any of that, right? You all said things that can be shifted on a dime. So, like, Veronica, would you be willing to never get there because of some uncertainty and anxious? You, my friend, are delivering babies every day. The most uncertain, anxious thing in the world, <laughs> right? Would you be willing to never get to your vision because you didn't want to deal with that feeling when you're already a pro at dealing with it? And Tanya, like, look, you can be anxious and scared, but look, it's also anxious and scary staying where you are. And Kim, self-doubt and anxious, Nikki, um, anxious and doubting, we all feel these things. Would you be willing to never get there because you felt a bit anxious? Imagine if you switched it and you and someone said, oh, well, I heard you're going to do this and this and all this, but, like, you didn't do it because you're anxious, right? That We just wouldn't do that because we already know how you feel anxious walking into a party. You feel anxious walking into a new day of work with a new client. You feel this feeling all the time. I want you to know that these feelings are ones that you know how to deal with but they actually link heavily to being excited, okay? Being excited isn't actually a fully blissful feeling all the time, is it? It's like, ah, I'm so excited. But, like, it's not like love where you're like, ah, oh, I'm so excited. Like, not like that, right? So feel these feelings. I want you to go, oh. My vision is listed with these 10 words I just gave it. That's how I really feel. And when these other things come up, I'm actually just excited. Okay. What do you think? I'm actually just excited. I'm excited that I even have this opportunity. 
you know, and Katie, not ready or not possible. I'm like, if anything else is done in life, it's possible. And look, are you a mum, Katie? Are you a wife? Were you ever ready? Were you like, right, today I'm ready to be a wife? <laughs> no, we're never ready, but we jump anyway, right? So whenever you feel the feelings of these are your strategies, know your 10 words that your vision actually represents because that's your vision. Know the belief behind it. The believing is I'm not actually anxious, I'm actually excited. But if I really do feel this thing, and to me this is pretty real, where else have I felt this? So, Rebecca, where else in life have you ever felt uncertain and self-doubt? Katie, where else have you felt not ready and not possible, but you've done it anyway? Where else have you felt not ready and doubtful, Evie, and you've done it anyway? And where else have you thought you wouldn't get it done in time, but you did it anyway? I want you to marry up things you've already done, okay? Marry up your greatness to the to the uncertainty and bring them together and make them feel like you've you've um it's like an equation you've dissolved something with something else because if it's not this there's more anxiety and this is more uncertainty and more of that with staying where you are and that's really sometimes what we're actually saying when we say oh we feel uncertain and anxious it's actually uncertain and anxious about leaving where we are so I want you to fall in love and change your relationship to your vision so that your vision is something that is exciting because what's exciting and what we love, we do more of. And you can dispel any of those things with love. So when you think, oh, I love, you know, I love this vision. I'm so excited. Okay. Oh, I felt that weird little feeling of anxiety coming up. Hmm. That's interesting. And I just want you to like put your hand on your heart or put your hand where you feel it and just breathe into it and just be like, I'm just going to send it love. I'm not going to push it away. I'm just going to send that feeling love. And when I send it love, honestly, it will dissolve. Give it a moment and it will dissolve. Okay, so when you feel like, oh, I'm so excited about this, I'm like nervous or whatever, think, oh, hang on, there's that feeling again. It's not me and it's not the situation. It's just a feeling. Put your hand on your heart, breathe into it. You might just close your eyes for a minute and you like breathe into it and just breathe pure love into yourself and into that vision. And honestly, the, the resistance, the feeling will dispel because that is really all it is. It's just a bit of resistance. It's just a bit of resistance. It's not that it doesn't work. It's not that you're not ready. It's not that you're not capable or that you're scared. It's just that you're resisting a little bit of what could be. And it's also resistance is coupled with fear. And the thing that dispels fear is love. So when you think of it like this, you're actually able to, you're like, um, a dial, you can dial in any feeling that you want to feel. And if you feel the good feelings, you feel, you know, the reality of what it really is, the excitement, the passion, all of that, um, it, what it really does is it helps you be more alignment to the vision because you'll find the vision feels good. 
Now, this is why you feel the feelings. Because your subconscious mind is designed to keep you safe. It's like a caveman with the big wooden stick out the front of the cave and you're sitting in the cave and you're thinking, I might go outside this cave and go and do something different. And the caveman's like, no, 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 it's not safe out there. It's protecting you and that caveman is your subconscious mind. Okay. And that caveman is your ego. And that caveman is lack and resistance. And that caveman is anything that will take you out of the game. Its one job is to keep you alive. So why would it not resist you leaving the cave to create something new? That's its job. So it's just doing its job. So part of that resistance would you be going, you'd be able to go, well, this is just my body doing its job. Because if you didn't feel that, you'd all run on the road and get hit by a car, like literally, or jump off the edge. You'd just walk off the edge of a building or climb over the balcony of a hotel and you wouldn't stop, right? So the reason you feel this is it's danger. But the subconscious mind sometimes doesn't know whether it's safe or beneficial for you. It just isn't comfortable and it isn't normal. And the wound you feel, the fear and all that will trigger you back to something that's usually happened in your childhood called a worthiness wound. So there'll be somewhere in your life, M, that you were told somewhere as a kid that you're too slow, didn't get it done, got in trouble for not being on time, something that will trigger you that you're still bringing up in this moment. And it's a worthiness wound. And that's what my book talks about. It's not to do with today. It's to do with something between age two and seven where you were hurt with that emotional wound. And that emotional wound is just showing up today. And the only way we don't let that show up is we hold the little version of us close and heal her with pure love, make her feel safe, then she'll be okay. That's why we have the picture on our screen. That's why my book talks about that. Anything we feel the most triggered by is, the, is a wound from our past. And a whole world, our whole life will map back to the wound. Our whole life. You know, our whole life will map, like my fear is abandonment, right? And all the things we do in our life will link through to like all these experiences of abandonment if we don't heal the wound. Now, the wound doesn't ever go and it never disappears, but we can actually hold the worthiness when hold space for it to not be triggered in that moment and that's called looking after our younger self because that's where the wound stems from and it is all based off fear because when we're little that all those things are scary that we hear and experience so <laughs> m's act do you know this is the funny thing about you m m says to me all the time that she's a bit slow in getting her things done Do you know, I've worked with so many people. I've never thought that about her. So it's just her own lens. Someone's told her somewhere and she put on the lens. So this is what happens. Oh, my goodness, I actually have glasses. This is I've always wanted to do this in real life. I normally just talk about it, but now I can actually do it. Okay, so this is this is M. This is M. She's like, I'm cute and happy and I love friends and I have friends and everyone's good. And then it's like, oh, My teacher told me that I'm the slowest in the class. Oh, so now I'm the slowest in the class. 
So now I'm going to live life through the lens of my teacher and the lens of my friend. And then now someone told me that I'm a bit slow. So now I'm really slow. So I'm going to live my life through their thoughts and their thoughts and their thoughts. And then I'm going to like, then I hear some boyfriend tell me I'm slow and I put another, and then I'm, I'm really slow. But really, you're just living through all those perspectives, not your own. So your whole life is built off perspectives of other people. Literally, that's it. So somewhere when I was younger, someone didn't let me like sit with them at school because I was doing athletics and I was working like training and they said, oh, you can't sit with us. So I was like, oh, if I'm good at what I do, I have no friends, right? And then I got through school a bit more and I became really good at athletics. And they were like, oh, you're so good. You think you're so good, which I didn't think I was so good. I, they were just like, not good. <laughs> so I lived through their lens of they think successful people aren't good. So I was like, well, now I'm going to play down that I'm very good, okay, that I'm skilled. And then I got friends. I attracted friends that wanted to be my friend because I was successful, but they weren't successful just to utilize my skills and then they left me. So I'm like, well, now I'm not lovable and I'm going to be abandoned if I have friends. Like literally. And then I'm like walking around life like with all these other people's perspectives on, which is what? All fear. You're amazing. And the glasses are next level. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> so do you know my whole goal was to do a talk once because I've seen someone do it once and they have like 20 pairs of glasses and they're sitting on each other. And they're like wandering around the room. This is at the Landmark Forum. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. It was very profound. And it's that we put on other people's lenses. It just takes one line from a teacher to say, Veronica, be quiet. You talk too much. She's like, right, I can't talk too much. I'm going to be quiet. And then someone else says, Veronica, we can't hear you. So she's like, oh, oh I, I, I don't want to talk because I can't be heard. And like that's how that's how people lose their voice. That I've goosebumps. Ah, that's how people lose their voice. That's how people lose their power. That's pe why people don't do things because they're actually living through the lens of everyone else. Think of all the lenses you might have on that we label ourselves. Any label that you have is the lens of someone else. Okay. So the thing about that. Um, yes, Katie, the green sunglass. Oh, you're a legend. I love that. Yes, the green sunglass thing is important. Like seeing green everywhere, seeing the good everywhere, looking for the good. Whereas we normally see ourselves through the lenses of everyone else. So this is like your teacher, your mom, your dad, your brother, the neighbor, the mean kid. Like, and then we go through life. Could you imagine your prescription? What, how blurry that is? when you've just taken on everyone else's opinions and thoughts. It's so blurry. And as we come to love, we dissolve and we take them off. And we realise that they were just things, they're worthiness wounds. They're not real wounds. And they're things that we think. And it is just fear. That's all it is. Because scared, anxious, worried, all of that, as much as this is excitement, it is actually just fear because we only ever operate in two modes as human beings. One is fear and one is love. That's it. So everything we do is either an act of love or a cry for love. So then this goes into another pillar of what are you doing to play small that's giving you love? 
what attention, what like, you know, misery loves company, anything like that that's keeping you playing small. And what, where could you get that attention, that love from playing big? Because you're really on one path and that is to find the feelings of love in all you do. That's it. We're made in love. God is love. We are love. We are just love. So be aware of the lenses you put on that they're not holding you back in a more detrimental way than you realise. And another way to know that them is stories. Have you ever said, oh, like M says, oh, I'm a bit slow. I'm a bit like need a bit more time than most people. M's like not so at all. M's the most efficient woman I've ever met. Like she's amazing. But this story she has is holding her stuck. Can you see that? Because she wants to put out her course and she's like, but it's got to be perfect and ready. And she wants to do like other things. She wants to be perfect ready. But her story is holding her hostage to her dreams. What story do you have that's holding you hostage? And mine is that I'm going to be abandoned or left or like alone. Like why get too successful? Because then, you know, they, they say it's lonely at the top. So I don't want to do that because my biggest fear is being alone. Do you know my biggest fear about GTC coming up? This is so crazy. You'll think I'm ridiculous. Is it what if I put a party on in my room and no one came to the party? That's crazy because I filled my room for 10 years straight for my parties, right? I sell out every party I put on. But do you know that that's what I worry about? Because the story is that if I'm too successful, I might be left because the kids left me in the playground when I was really good at athletics and I use lunch break to practice high jump. So if I live in the story, then I'll be hostage to the story instead of my dreams, right? And I know, I feel myself engineering playing small at times so I'm not too, not too big or successful or too pointy end of the stick to keep people feeling good. Yeah. Which M knows because one thing M knows I do all the time is no matter what it is, even if it's something that only I can do, I'll try and bring people with me and give them all this opportunity to do it with me even if they're not really made for it <laughs> m says to me all the time you don't need to take all these random people with you like this is something only you can do <laughs> so see that's that's so i'm not alone right and it comes into all areas of life i have an empowered women's circle this is just friends just joking <laughs> no but like see how it makes us all the things we do in life are governed by the stories we tell ourselves so what stories are you telling yourself that keep you hostage because the stories that are keeping you hostage, if you change them, it would free you. Yeah, Kim, that's a similar thing. I totally get it. I totally get it. So I want you to be aware of your stories and your stories are the lenses that you put on and you run life through because someone said this or you experienced this. And a lot of it will come down to like an emotional neglect, some sort of a neglect. It won't come from because you had a great day at school. Like it's not going to come from that. It's going to come from a little bit of neglect. So see how the abandonment thing is neglect. See, M feels a bit slow. Like she's neglected from the rest that are fast. Like see how it all comes from a little bit of emotional neglect, a story. If you pin your stories, you'll realize your entire life has been governed by those because you've been wearing that lens up until today. 
And you know how they say the, the biggest thing you'll ever do is unbecome all the things you've become? That This is that. And anything we love in our life is because of our stories and anything we don't love in our life is because of our stories too. So there's good and bad, but the more you don't play into letting that story keep you hostage from your dreams, you'll just like all the barricade will drop and you'll just go for it. Because what it's called, it's called armoring up. When you have all those things and it's like, I'm scared and I'm fearful and I'm anxious and I'm this and I don't want people to leave me and I'm worried about this and I might not put put this on because I might not come and that's all armour. So when you meet someone, you're behind all this armour. You know how they say vulnerability is so attractive and that's what people want? They truly just want connection. That only can happen when you armour down. So there's a lot here, yeah, there's a lot to take in and think about I'm so grateful for all of you here because it takes a lot of work to do this. A lot of people just run and they're like, they run their life and they're 80 years old. And then they're like, oh, I never really did what I wanted to do. So let me ask you this. Well, let me give you this example. The real root reason of this morning when I was really scared of my calls was really that they wouldn't like it and I'd be abandoned. Isn't it? So if you look at this list, now we've come full circle. If you look at this list of things that you wrote, where did those words that you stated actually link to a story? Now, Ems was clear because she said it straight up. But if she said, for example, oh, I'm just, I'm really scared or I'm worried, she'd have to dig down and find what that is. What is your uncertainty from? What is your anxiousness from? What is the story that's keeping you hostage that you don't know about that you're calling Anxiety, fear, not ready yet. Could you find that story? And it might take time. It might come to you at a time where you actually take that lens off. There's a story with a boy who was a very, very good football player, a soccer player, and his dad came to his game and he remembers specifically as a little kid and his dad was a very busy businessman and he used to sit there with the paper and when he, you know, read the paper and watch the game. And he remember he has this big issue as an adult with um, committing as a father. He doesn't know why. He's had multiple marriages, multiple kids. He just can't commit. He's always single. He can never keep it together. And it was that his story was that dads aren't committed. And it all stemmed back to when he was a kid and he was at the soccer game and he kicked this goal and in that moment, he looked at his dad on the stand because his dad didn't come to the games often. And in that second, his dad was looking down at the paper and it just crushed him inside. And in that moment, he said, my dad doesn't love me. So if dads don't love you, then I'm going to be a dad that doesn't love, right? So he carried the story and he's never found someone to commit to him because he could never commit to anyone because he saw that as the story of that he's not worthy of being committed to. And was it really real? No, the story is that the dad's flat out. He's done his absolute best to provide a life for this kid. He's just tired and he wanted to have a quick look at the Saturday paper. And in that moment, that kid's lens got put on and it was that he's not lovable and committable to. So he'll go through life with a story. Hi, I'm such and such. Yes, I love you. I want to date you. I want to have a family with you. But I know that I'm not worthy of being committed to. And all his partners left him his whole life. That is what happens when you don't deal with your story. And anything you're not doing or not achieving will come back to a story of a lens that you've put on somewhere. 
And once this guy cleared it, three months later, he met the love of his life and he's been married ever since. And that's the power of removing a story that's a lens that's in the way that's holding you hostage to your real dreams. So that is a lot of meat (laughs) for today. Um, I love you guys so much. And I feel like this is something that I want you to let land, think about it. And it might take days, hours, weeks, months for you to go, I see it. But once you realize you'll feel so you'll know, and we can just work with those. And then once you know your, your stories that are in the way, they're holding you hostage, we can dispel them. And then honestly, you'll go through and achieve anything you put your mind to. So I love you guys so much. You're so special and so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for all your amazingness. Thank you for tuning in to House TV Chats with Cass. Please rate, subscribe and share. And I would love if you left a five-star review. You can find me on Instagram at Cassandra House underscore or Chats with Cass. Please tag me, tag your friends and tag anyone this episode could help. I cannot wait to see you next week where I believe in you and your life and your mission even more so you can achieve what you want. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.